Thank you for listening to today's message. Avenue Church is a Christian church located in Las Vegas. For more information, visit avenuechurch.cc. Enjoy the message. We are in a series called Building People. I do okay with all that. That's a pretty good memory, right, folks? Is that good memory? So Building People. We're in a series, and next week is going to be our last message in this series. Turn your neighbor and go, ah, right? Dang it. But we are, uh, so next week, is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So that's going to be a fun one. So make sure you bring a friend and come back next Sunday. But then in October, we're going to do a series called Hashtag Blast. And in November, we're going to do At the Movie. So everyone get your phones out. Get your phones out. Get your iPhone, which is apparently now the new uh, Samsung Galaxy or something like that. But get all your phones out. And I want you to text the word movie to our number, 77453. And when you text movie to 77453, it's going to text you back asking you, what is your all-time favorite movie? All right? What is your all-time favorite movie? Write that down. Lifetime movies don't count because them are just terrible. All right? So all-time favorite movie. So text that number. We would love to gauge it. Say, hey, man, I love this. We're going to use this movie. Uh, my favorite movie, while you're texting that number, 77453, the word, the word movie, I'm going to give you a hint. This is my all-time favorite movie. All, right? all time. It, it, it dates me. It's a little old. But I'm going to see about the 11 o'clock crowd. The 930 was happening, guys. I don't know what it was. It was a free cold brew, but they were active. All right? So help me out here. Here's my hint. All-time favorite movie. Roofie. Ah, oh, yes. There you go. All right. Hook. Hook is the best movie ever. Right? Like here, there you are, Peter. You know what I'm talking about? And so type text in your favorite all-time movie, and we're going to be preaching on your movie in November. How many excited to be in church today? Let me pump. You ready? So here we go. Let's turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 4. And Building People has been a series in the book of Philippians. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to give you your own Bible to take home with you. Last service, last experience, I had two Bibles given away. Some uh, individuals came up and said, we want a Bible. And so I gave them a Bible, stuck in where they should start reading, and they were just excited to have their Bible. You could turn to YouVersion app. You could even use Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat as your notes. Use your post, and let's begin to dive into God's Word. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. I'm pumped. I'm ready. Here's what it says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let's try that again. I know you guys are. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, here we go. Come on, 11 o'clock, rejoice. The New Living Version says, always be full of joy. Always be full of joy. Your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. Do not be anxious in anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. What happens when we do this? And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our prayer is when you walk through these doors, you begin to walk out of these doors with peace that surpasses all understand. How many can use some peace this morning? How many say, you know what, I need peace that transcends all understanding and guard my heart. So we're in a series called Building People. Because here at Avenue Church, we want to use this church to build people. We don't want to use people 
to build a church. We want to build you up, and that's exactly what we're going to do today. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for this word. Thank you for this message. I pray it's awesome. It's amazing. In Jesus' name, and I pray Chicago Bears win today. Amen. So the title of my message today is Choose Joy. Now, I got a cheesy pastor joke. Are you guys ready for a cheesy pastor joke? There was a man. He was about 92 years old, and he went to his doctor to get a physical. A few days later, the doctor saw the man walking down the road with a gorgeous woman on his arm. He was walking just happy and had a gorgeous lady on his arm. So later on that week, the doctor saw that same man, that 92-year-old, and he said, you're doing, like, really good, aren't you? And the 92-year-old man said, you bet I am. I'm doing great. He said, I'm listening to your advice. Your advice was to get a hot mama and be cheerful. And the doctor said, I didn't say that. I said, you have a heart murmur. Be careful. So, wow. Thank you. Thank you. I don't need that. I don't need that. But raise your hand today if you're cheerful. Raise your hand today if you're cheerful and you got a hot mama. Come on, somebody. But the title of my message today is Choose Joy. This last rally that we had at our team rally with the A-team, they do an amazing job. But we share four things that Avenue does. At Avenue Church, number one is we love God. We love God. That ministry happens through the overflow of our heart and our ministry to God. Number two is we love people. We love people. We love people because God loves people. And so we love people. And I hope you felt that through our front doors. I hope you felt that when you walked through our parking lot, when you came down the hallway. I hope you felt that you could feel it, that we love you and we love people. The third one is pursue excellence. To hear everything at Avenue Church that we want to do is we want to pursue excellence in all that we do. Why? Because excellence brings comfort. And we want this to be a comfortable place you can come to, that we're going to be excellent with what we have. And the last one is choose joy. Choose joy at Avenue Church. This is who we are. That, that means that to choose joy means we endeavor to have the mind of Christ and approach life with an attitude of humility in an atmosphere of fun. How many like to have fun here, up in here, up in here? We love to have fun here at Avenue Church. But I want you to know that joy is a weapon. But some Christians, we carry it around like a concealed permit. I have joy, but it's hidden right now. I have the joy of the Lord. And sometimes we say, where? Where's your joy? I don't see it. But we got to have joy because joy is a weapon. So you can shout back at the preacher. You say, come on, because if you shout me back, I get done faster. Amen. Amen. So joy is a weapon. Did you know joy has the power to turn a bad day into a good day? Did you know that joy has the power to turn your frown upside down? Did you know what? You look better smiling anyways, all right? How are you doing that? Fine. Whoa. But joy has the power to change your day. Joy has the power to change the atmosphere in a room that today we choose joy despite our circumstances. We choose joy despite our emotions because Jesus has a plan for us and he will always make a way. Amen? So we choose joy, but joy is a choice. I'm going to call out some church people. If you attended church long, long ago, there's an old psalm that went by this. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my oh, I found you. I caught you. Joy in my heart. I really believe that song used to be, I got the joy, joy, joy down up in my mind. Because every day we wake up, joy is a choice. 
that today I choose joy. That joy starts in the head before it gets said. That we need to make a joy decision today. Paul says this. Paul says he's sitting in prison. He's writing to the book of uh, he's writing the book of Philippians to his buddy Phil. Uh, excuse me, it's the city of Philippi, and he's writing this letter, and he's in shackles, he's in chain, and he says, always be full of joy in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. So help me out here. When I point to you, say, choose joy. You ready? We're an interactive church. All right? So Paul said, choose joy. Ready? Let's try that one more time. All right. Uh, Paul said, choose joy. Choose joy. So uh, today, you know, Pastor Jeremy, I don't feel very joyful today. What would I say? Uh, Pastor Jeremy, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Well, here's what I need you to do. I need you to watch somebody tomorrow morning. They wake up and they say, I got up on the wrong side of the bed. Ah, you need that. You know, that person in my life, they ticked me off. They made me mad. You know what I'm going to do? Tom Brady's still in the NFL. I don't know. We love him. We're praying for him. We love him too. But they are, I mean, right now as we speak, the, uh, the Patriots are 0-1. and one. Okay, I'm moving on. <laughs> I want to talk about the joy versus happiness. Because here in this world, you can Google how to be happy. And if you Google that, if you look at that, if you go in some different areas, different programs, there's gurus out there making money off people saying, I will help you choose joy. Here's how you find true happiness is if you do this and you do that and, and, and you begin to meditate and you begin to push out the, the, the negative and you bring in the positive, all those things. But I want to give you a good answer. I even have a, uh, someone in my family, she's, you know, if something goes wrong, she'll text me saying, send positive vibes my way. And every time she says that, I think about Care Bears. Just, there you go. Positive vibes are going your way. But here's what the difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is, is external. That you can fake happiness for only so long. If you walk into a room, walk into a party, come on Sunday morning, say, praise God, hallelujah, I'm happy. I got this, but inside we're dying, we're deteriorating. That happiness is external, but joy is internal. Joy comes from within. That joy is internal. That happiness is external, but joy comes from within. That happiness is based on circumstances. But joy is based on Christ. What does that mean? That, you know, this happens in my life. You know what, Pastor Jeremy? I, will you pray for me? If this would line up, and if this would happen, and if this just happened, I would be happy. You know what the real mindset is? That you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. I choose joy because Jesus loves me. And Jesus has a plan for my life. He's a good father. And my joy is based on Christ Jesus. And that, hey, that's tough. That's difficult. It's difficult to wake up one morning and say, praise God, I choose joy. I'm still angry. Praise God, I choose joy, but I'm still upset. Yes, I choose joy today, but my circumstances hasn't changed. But my joy is not dictated by what happens, but it's totally dependent on how Christ sees me. So I'm going to give you three quick points today on how to choose joy. Write this down, number one, according to the book of Philippians. How do we choose joy today? Not only is it a choice, not only is it a decision, but there's three steps. Number one, we're going to be kind. We're going to be kind. 
that Paul said, let your gentleness be evident to all. That when your joy is internal, kindness just happens. I don't know about you, but it's getting harder and harder to be kind to those who are not kind. When someone's mad, mean to me, or upset with me, I get a little B.C. What's B.C.? Before Christ. I will lay hands on you. Come here, boy. I've learned long ago that when haters are hating, haters going to hate. I've learned long ago that hurting people hurt people. And when they're hating on us, when they're hurting us, when they're not kind, they're not joyful, I've had to realize that you know what? Hurting people hurt people. That I can be God's bridge in your life. That because you're hurting, you're showing, because of your actions of anger, your actions of you're just mean or just being a jerk, that, that shows me that God needs to do a work in your life. And I'm going to love you through the insults. I'm going to love you through the pain because maybe I can be that next step for your life to accept Jesus Christ, to find healing, and to be set free, and to find joy in their life. Can I get a witness, somebody? Now, don't use that against somebody, all right? They're like, you're a jerk. Hurting people hurt people. <laughs> but just love people. That your attitude can become a witness. You know, I had to make a decision one day. Sometimes there's a lot of moving parts in our lives. How many know I'm talking about? Kids, job, uh, finances, every moving part. Even starting this church, and we're only seven months old. It's amazing what God's doing. We've seen 97 salvations since we launched. We've seen amazing numbers, amazing things that God is doing. But even at starting this church, looking for a facility, looking for a building, I had coaches, I had friends around me saying, you got to find a place to meet. I said, I know. I'm getting desperate. And we didn't get this building until a month before we launched. And God's blessed us with this building. God's blessed us with this church. Why do I say that? I had to adopt a a saying long ago. If there's a harder way, I'm your guy. If there's a harder way, I'm your guy. Like if I'm going somewhere and I missed a turn and Surrey messed me up and Apple Maps and all this stuff happened and I take the long way, instead of getting mad, I laugh and just go, (laughs) if there's a harder way, I'm your guy. If we're starting a church, we're supposed to have a building, supposed to have this all going on, I say, you know what, if there's a harder way, I'm your guy. Why? Because I have a realization, a mindset, that there's a God in heaven who's in control. There's a God in heaven that said, as for me, I will build this church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jeremy, you're not in control. If there's a harder way, I'm your guy. But I really believe that there's no joy in your life, there's a leak in your Christianity somewhere. And that's a hard statement to say. Sure, we have to be kind to people. Sure, that we, you know, we walk around and, and uh, you know, we go to restaurants, we go to Smith's, we go to Albertsons. Now, I want to encourage you this week, when you go to the same grocery store, maybe you go to the same person who checks out your groceries, be kind to them and compliment them. They might take a step back and go, are you for real? Like, I know you, you're a jerk. Maybe you go to a restaurant and you have a waitress and, and you, you, know, you order your meal and you say, you know what, thank you, you are a great waitress. How many in the food and beverage industry know what I'm talking about, right? You are a great waitress. Thank you for serving me. You're awesome. They probably fall out of their chair and say, I know who you are. You're not kind. You're not showing joy. But something happened to you this week. Let's be kind to people. Verse 5 says, let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Let's win people. 
to Jesus Christ by being kind, by being light, by being different. This week we went to a, a great restaurant. We had an amazing waitress who wow, waited on us, uh, my wife and my mom. And she was incredible. At the end, my wife just said, you know what? You got a church? You go to church anywhere? And she was kind of, oh, well, you know, and I've been here, this and that. And my wife said, man, I would love it if you came to our church. I would love that. And so she said, oh, okay. And, and then she took some plates away. And she came back and she said, okay, what's your address? What's your website? What's the name of your church? And she began to write it down. And I love that because she said a statement. If you're here today, thank you for saying this to us. She said, because uh, you're kind and you're nice. There's power every single day when we choose joy. There's power every single day we say, you know what? I'm going to have a spirit of kindness. So number one is be kind. And number two, write this down. Don't worry. It's interesting. Paul says, always be joyful. Again, I say rejoice. Then Paul says, be kind. Let people know your generosity. Let people know you're kind. Then Paul says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. I used to travel with the ministry years and years ago. And in this ministry, we would either drive somewhere or we would fly somewhere. And uh, I, I loved planes. I was on the plane. enjoyed myself on the plane. And and we would get somewhere, and my mom would call me, where are you at? Oh, um, hey, guys, where are we at? Oh, New York City. We would go to Miami. We would go to Maine. We would go all different states in the United States. And so I enjoyed flying. But one day, out of nowhere, I began to have dreams. And in my dream, I'd be sitting in an airplane. I remember it's all going well. And all of a sudden, I'd look out the window, and people began to start screaming on the plane. I would look out the window. I remember every single time I could see the ground, and the plane would go, and it was shaking and getting crazy, and the plane would crash. And right when the plane hit the ground to explode, I would wake up. I would wake up in a sweat. I would wake up like, whoa. And every, I only had that dream when I was actually on a plane. And so, boom, I wake up, and I was like, oh, no, final destination. Like, this is it. Like, is this you, Lord? And I would pray that just-in-case prayer. Like, Jesus, just-in-case I'm not saved. Will you come into my heart? Jesus, just-in-case, will you come into my life? And fear began to provoke my heart every single time I flew. I remember I was on a plane, and I'm sitting there in my seat. My palms are sweaty. I'm freaking out. A little bit of turbulence was hitting. And I remember I was looking at the flight attendant. Like, like, I'm watching you. You know, I see that happiness. It's external. You're faking it. Because if, if, if the plane gets too much turbulence, they're going to freak out. I'm looking at the businessman going, is this guy all right? Is he getting a little nervous? Like, I saw, you're sweating. I see you're sweating. I began to watch the plane. And when turbulence hit, the plane wings kind of move. That never did that before. What's going on? I remember God spoke to me in that plane. I began to worry about this and that, and looking at her and looking at the wings and looking at the environment, saying, God, you made this plane. You use, you use man and create this thing. And you got a plan for my life. You're going to get me there. I began to worry. I began to have fear. And God spoke to my heart on the inside of me. He said, Jeremy, what are you looking at? I said, well, Lord, I'm looking at this. I'm, I'm looking at that. And God said, that's the problem. You're not looking at me. You're not keeping your eyes on Jesus. That so many times we look at our worries, we look at our issues, we look at what's gone wrong, we look at the path that we're on, and we say, I'm worried about this, and I don't have control over this. And I want to encourage you to keep your eyes on Jesus. That Hebrews chapter 12, we shared this last week, verse 2 and 3 says, Look 
to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith, who, by the joy that was set before him, endured the cross. Jesus was b- beaten, he was bruised, he was chastised, he was nailed to a cross, and he wasn't looking at everything else. He had his eyes on God, and he had his eyes on you and I, saying, I'm going to die on the cross for their sins so they don't have to pay the price in Jesus' name. Let's not look at our worries, let's not look at what's wrong, but let's keep our eyes on Jesus. You know, one time in that season of uh, being afraid to fly, uh, I was in, you know, I was in seminary, college, and uh, I owed my parents $800, and I had to pay them back when I flew home for Christmas. I remember being on that flight, $800, and I said, plane crash, crash, crash plane. I don't, I can't pay them back, crash. Amazing what happens in our mind, but worry is a lack of trust. Here's what Matthew says, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is Jesus speaking. This is Jesus' words to us. He commands us. He said, this is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Do not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food, and that's pushing to Jesus. We need food, amen. Not enough food or drink, not enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food? And is your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. They're living on welfare. Tough crowd, okay. Your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you more valuable to them than they are? Can we find rest in that? Can we find rest that we don't have to worry, but that we are valuable to God? Can we find rest in that this morning, that maybe you're here for the first time and you say, I don't, I don't know God. I don't have a relationship with him. Well, guess what? God sees you as valuable. Maybe you're here this morning and say, I don't believe in God. I'm just here checking you out. Please continue to come. But know that God finds you valuable. That God is a good God. He has your best interests in mind. And he wants to bless you in Jesus' name. I have a son. And I've been thinking this week, my son is never worried about getting fed. He doesn't go to the grocery store. Neither do I. My wife does. Amen. Come on, somebody. He doesn't worry about getting fed. He doesn't worry about what to wear. He has to wake up and go, Mother, I need to go clothes shopping. He doesn't do that. He's five. I think the only thing he worries about is whether it's bedtime or not. Is it bedtime? Like, are we good? How many know we have a Heavenly Father who wants to make sure you don't have to worry, wants to make sure you don't have to fear, he has your best interest in mind. This is what Jeremiah 32 says. I am the Lord, the God of all, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? That God is the one who's in control. That will you begin to trust him? Will you begin to cast your cares on him? To say, God, I trust you. God, I will no longer worry. I'll no longer have fear. Here's my last point is be kind, don't worry, but pray about everything. Pray about everything. Paul says, always be joyful. Again, I say rejoice. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, 
with thanksgiving. You know what prayer is? It's not just, God, I need this, and God, I want this. But prayer is, thank you, God, that you're going to get me through this. Thank you, God, for where you've taken me. Thank you, God, that I now know you, but now I'm experiencing freedom in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father, that I can now make a difference in the lives of others. That I'm getting my eyes off of me, and I'm putting my eyes on Christ. Pray about everything. He has it all under control, and that brings me great joy. That brings me great joy. A few years ago, I was in a season where God spoke to me, and God said, Jeremy, this is going to be your next step. I said, okay, Lord, what's my next step? And I believe great things for my life, and I believe that, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11, for the plans you have for me, plans to prosper me, plans to give me hope and a future. So God believed God told me to take a step in this direction. Now, I wish I could tell you, I obeyed God, and I did it. But if you're married to me at that time, I was kicking, I was screaming, going, no, I like where I'm at. But God says, I need to bring you to this next season so you're ready for the next one. And so I took that step of faith. And remember, in that season, I want to be transparent with you so you'll be transparent with me. But I was in that season, and I said, you know what, I, I begin to worry. I begin to have fear. I was afraid that what felt like an emotion, I was afraid that God passed me by. I was afraid that God said, you know what, I, 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 you know, the Bible says, humble yourself and in due time I'll exalt you. Well, I'm going to keep you humble for years to come. I was afraid maybe from decisions or mindsets or maybe my motive in my heart. I was afraid that I was stuck. I was afraid I would be in the season forever. And I remember praying and said, God, I will be okay with where I'm at. If I could still just know who you are. If I could still have a relationship with you. It's not about me. And as God began to get gunk on in my life, as God began to prepare me for this next season, I have no regret. If I look back, if I got a time machine, I would say, still take that step because it's God doing a work in you, that God is creating something in you, that God created you on purpose, and then he placed you on this earth. So God didn't just put you here and say, oh, shoot, I need to put purpose in their life. What the Bible says is that God created us on purpose and for a purpose. But he had to get me ready. I do not regret that season I was in, but I do regret one thing that I wish I would have prayed more and complained less. To say, today I choose joy. I don't like the season I'm in, but I'm going to choose joy because there's a reason for every season. There's a reason for every season. You know, joy, not only is it a choice, not only is it a weapon, not only are we to be kind and not worry and pray about everything, but joy is a fruit. In Galatians chapter 5, it says this in verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, I love this, this is the sandwich. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness. There's kindness again. Goodness, gentleness, self-control. Against things there is no law. What's the fruit of the Spirit? That means when we begin to know God, we begin to carry these things in our lives. When we begin to know God, we begin to experience love. 
we begin to experience joy. That the more we're kind to people, the more we begin to love people. I find joy doing life with others. That's why you need to be in a group. That is, I encourage you, it's hard to love people if you don't share your life. But when you begin to share your life, then you begin to find freedom from the hurt, from the pain, from the anger. And God said, I'm going to take all that out, the hurt, the pain, the anxiety, the worry, the doubt. I'm going to take it all out. I'm going to put back in love and joy and peace and forbearance and kindness. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to cover you with my presence. I'm going to cover you with my spirit. So choose joy today. But it's hard to have those without knowing Jesus. And I want to invite you to take a step today, whether it's knowing God and praying that prayer, say, Jesus, be Lord of my life. Maybe getting plugged into a group and finding freedom. We've got 21 groups. It's free market-based, but share your life. Maybe jumping into grow track where you can make a difference, discover your purpose. We will help you to find out what you're good at what your purpose is. But will you choose joy today? I had a friend yesterday, we were walking through kind of a tragedy. And just to keep it confidential, but he texted me. I want to read this text message to you. This is last night. He texted me and said, the baby went home to be with the Lord. So he lost his child. Pray for peace and comfort. We know that circumstances can impact happiness, but joy is a choice. But joy is a choice. We know where our joy comes from, and we know where our hope is. It's only in Jesus. It's only in Jesus. Here's a great scripture to wrap up our time today. Kind of package this whole message together. It's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It says, always be joyful. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. So be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. You belong to him, ladies and gentlemen. He bought you with a price, and he wants to give you a free gift call salvation, that you're valuable to him, that you know what, we don't deserve it, there's nothing we can do to achieve it, we can't do all these good works, but God is saying, I have a free gift called salvation, and in that gift is love, it's joy, it's peace, it's knowing God. If you're here today, I want to pray with you real quick, but I would love for you to take your next step to accept Jesus. So let's pray. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, I thank you for this word today. The Father, I'm thankful for even last service. Many people came up to me and said, I needed that word. That I need to choose joy daily. The Father, I'm so grateful that Paul is sitting in prison and he writes this. He says, always choose joy. Again, I say, rejoice. The Father, I pray in Jesus' name that we begin to just learn to love people. That, Father, I pray we begin to have our eyes on Jesus and we'll stop worrying, stop having fear in our life, but we begin to trust you. And, God, I pray that in every single thing that we do, we will pray. We'll pray about it. We'll begin to ask you, God, are you in control? Is this what you want me to do? Is this my next step? Maybe if you're here today and your life is a wreck without God, maybe you've tried different things to find joy in your life, but nothing 
is working. Maybe you've never given the controls of your life to God. Maybe you're once close to Jesus, but you've been drifting away. You've grown cold. Maybe today you kind of realize, wow, I, I don't have a relationship with anymore. Instead of a loving Savior, he's a far-off friend. I'm going to ask you today, there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. You're in the perfect moment, in the perfect place to accept the free gift that God has given to you and to I today. If that is you here today, with every head bowed, every eye closed, and you want to say, Jeremy, will you lead me in a commitment prayer? I need to commit my life to Jesus Christ. I need to rededicate. I need to recommit my life to Jesus Christ. Will you lead me in that prayer? If that is you, I'm not going to single you out. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to force you to join our church. I just want to celebrate with you. If that is you today, raise a hand and say, I need to pray that prayer today. If that is you, just raise a hand for me today. Will you give God a praise today? Yes, thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you. Yes. Let's pray this prayer. Repeat after me. I want everyone to pray this with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for loving me right where I'm at. I give you my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. From this day forward, I want you to be my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. You were raised to life. Now raise me a new life. I will follow you all the days of my life. Today, I choose joy in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to know more details, you can visit our website at avenuechurch.cc or follow us on social media at Avenue LV Church. Thanks for coming. We'll see you next week.